This is Shop Talk with Jeff and John. This is a podcast about bicycles and all things bicycles. But it's more than that. We also discuss our adventures, not only on the bike, but off of it as well. We may or may not be experts, but we definitely have something to say. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shop Talk. How you doing, Jonathan? Hey, man. It's been a week. I know. Yeah. It's still I, February. It's, it's still February. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been a week. I'm good. I'm alive. Yeah. So, yeah. Disney prices just went up. What? So is it time for you to renew? No. Uh-uh. Oh. But, you know, that's the news on the street. That they just raised prices because um, how popular the uh, uh, the Marvel uh, campus in in uh, California Adventure that's going to be opening up this summer, and so oh, so something that Disney doesn't own or control is the Marvel Universe. No, they own it. Then where's it going to be? Okay, I'm completely oh, lost. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I thought you said Universe. Okay, the Marvel campus. Okay. Marvel Marvel, you know, right? Right, Marvel right. Comics or Marvels, whatever. Uh, they're building a whole new attraction area in the California Adventure Park. Okay, that's where I got lost. You said California Adventure, and I automatically thought Universal Studios. Even though you said what you said, got my it. brain heard something else. <laughs> there you go. And I'm like, wait a, wait a minute. The Marvel Universe is on Disney because it's yeah. on the Disney Plus TV. Yeah. App or so what there's it, this crazy thing like there's they have a full size um animat no not even animatronic full size life like Spider Man robot uh-huh. that is going to leap into the air and and tumble tumble and, and land really yeah that's like one of their one of their things or whatever I don't know crazy but anyhow they raise prices again like dude so people will pay as much as you complain you're gonna pay so what does it cost for one person to drive to disneyland and buy a ticket to go in and be able to do do, to do both Uh, parks uh 180 bucks for one person yeah yeah so my grandkids come into town. And I want to take them to Disneyland. It's 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 a five hundred dollar day. Yeah, yeah. So when my when my brother was in town um, for uh, from from Hawaii, um, um, we just chose to to go into Disneyland, and that was one hundred fifty bucks a person. Wow. Yeah. And to do two parks in one day. There's not enough time. Really? I, I don't think there is. Like, if you know, I remember going to Magic Mountain, uh huh, you know, as a kid, and like, you know, you start, you go clockwise around the park. Right. And by the end of the day, you know, you're at Colossus, you know, and that's like, you've, you, you did the whole park in a day. Yeah. I remember in high school when we went to Six Flags over Georgia, you know, they got their own little. Each little area's got a different name, but we would, 
go in, head over to the screen machine, and then do the roller coasters there, and then come go around through Ghost Town or do, ride, and then end the day with the new Triple Loop Mindbender. You know, so we we had a routine. Yeah. And you know, because we'd go during the summer, you know, probably once a month. They didn't have season passes back then, but you know, in in 1980. You you could go to Six Flags over Georgia for like thirty bucks. Yeah, right. And be there all day. Right. You know. Right. No, I mean, <clears throat> because of you waiting in line, like, and if you were to hit all the attractions, it, right now, I don't think you could even even hit all the attractions in one day. Right. So that's the advantage, and I think that's the advantage of, like, I have a season pass to Mount, you know, to to Santa's Village. I don't have to go up there and do 40 miles. Right. I can go up there and do five laps if I wanted to, because I can come back tomorrow or the next day. So that's the advantage or the appeal to you with the, with the season pass is like, okay, let's just go and we can ride these three rides and we can call it a day. Yeah. And I don't have to buy a turkey leg or a $12 lemonade. I still do, but yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Do you do the turkey leg? Is, does Disneyland do their turkey leg or is that not Sperry farm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, walking around like Henry the Eighth. I am. I am. Arr, arr. Dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Man. Yeah, that's a lot of turkeys. I wonder what they do with the rest of the turkey, because you know. <laughs> what do they do with the rest of the turkey? I don't know. It's like there's wings and 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 thighs and and breast. I guess they're. I guess turkey sandwiches are probably popular somewhere else in the park if they got all those turkey thighs. Or turkey legs. Who's to say that they're even sourcing? I mean, they're even they're, they could the just be turkey. ordering just they, turkey cases and cases. We want to kill. So what tur- is it? It's I think um, it's like one one over a million chickens are slaughtered every hour or something like that. Um, just nationwide, you mean? As 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 a as yeah, a con- the consumption. Yeah. Well, there's like there's chicken and everything. Dude. Imagine, that's right? all. Yeah, I mean, and then all those turkeys. Yeah, damn. So I guess when I was working at a restaurant and I would order cases of just turkey breast. Uh-huh. Well, there's the breast. I guess the legs were going to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> the legs are going to Disneyland. Who knows? Exactly. So, um, so something else that's on my mind, and I know we briefly talked about it, and 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 actually was sharing with Vince, the me- the mechanic in the shop, um. I can sort of feel a change in the weather coming. Not and and I I'm hoping it coincides a little closer to when the time changes because I haven't been on my road bike since like October. You said that before, yep. And and I did I did a peak on some guy's Damani or Madone. It was it was it was a fifty six. So I went out to test ride it and oh. I'm like Okay. Nice. It, it was a beautiful sunny day. You know, it's like out there and it's like, ah, oh, this feels really good again. Feels really good again. And I've been toying and contemplating with the idea of commuting. And I know Bruce and Lily will probably can't believe that I'm actually saying that because when we talked about commuting in the episode, it seemed like we did everything but, <laughs> but, but, but say it's a good idea. But I really, I really want to, you know to start getting some miles and that way for more of the mountain biking and more of our touring, we're not like suffering on a six, six mile per hour climb. So I want to try commuting a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I really, 
I really need the sun <laughs> to be with us because just like today when we left work, um, you know, it was, it, you walk out, it's still dark, even though it's staying lighter later. But by the time you change over at seven o'clock, it's dark, dark. Yeah. And the temperatures dropped and it's just really hard after a hard day at work to think about getting on the bike in pitch black dark because I have to. I, I am looking forward to daylight savings time. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about when the sun finally sets at 9 p.m. Right. You know, or 8.50 p.m. And you're just like, dude, there's like, there's an extra two hours, you know, that yeah. you've got. And it's just, oh, it's so nice. And with it, with it being daylight, and I don't feel like it's such a burden yeah, it's going to take me an hour to get home. And yeah, I'm probably going to, I'm going to lose an hour. I'm actually going to lose 30 minutes it, with the traffic and the time we leave. Sometimes it takes me 20 minutes to get home in my car. Yeah. So in all honesty, I'm losing 40 minutes, but I feel with it being daylight yeah. and, and I, I don't feel like I'm losing those 40 minutes because does that make, because it's, sure. it's daylight and I'm now accomplishing an exercise or an activity that's benefiting me. Yeah. And it's still daylight. So when I get home, if it's dark when I get home, I don't feel like I've lost anything because I've taken advantage of the daylight and rode. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. and and I know when I, you know, one of the first times after I went to trek, uh, you know, for training and I came back and I I commuted pretty, pretty regularly back and forth to work. It just, it got to be a grind in the dark. And because I actually tried to started commuting in right. the winter and you know, it's just cold and dark, and it's like, ah, it, it grinds on you just well, a touch. I'm not going to lie. I did something stupid. Uh-oh. In my opinion. <laughs> but I I bought a fishing license. <laughs> so, okay. So what happens when you get a fishing license is... You want to go fish. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, it's crazy how many distractions i can find for myself away from bicycling right and it's not the fact that i don't like bicycling but it's just like oh i have a fishing license yeah so i have I a hunting wanna, license yeah i want to take advantage of this yeah and and you know because you haven't talked about it in a while but when when the weather changes and is daylight longer that whole kayaking I thing know. that whole kayaking thing is going to rear its ugly uh -huh. head again and because i have the fishing license now <laughs> I can go kayaking, fishing. I can go kayak, kayak fishing. fishing. Yeah. And I'm going. You know, you're going to, have to take Trina kayak camping this year. Yeah. That's, no, no, no. It's happening. That's got to right. be. Yeah. So the Mono Lake. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. We're going up to Mono Lake when, what? The summer. Uh huh. I mean, it's got to happen. Yeah. Or at least go out to Mid Lake Mead. You know. Right. But, yes, it, dude. That whole 395 corridor, I uh, there's so many lakes up there. I want to go. Right. Yeah. So, I'm I'm saving up all my vacation time. See Trina, I'm on your side. I'm 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 trying to I'm 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 helping you get out there and do well, some. Well, I even got I already got I already got Trina to commit that. You know what? She's, well, I, I think she's, when she was in here, she talked about when she was in studio with us. She talked about. Yeah, going the, back out. Yeah. 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 No, going. I mean I got her to commit. To uh, kayak fish with me, so oh, like she, actually going fishing it with yeah, a fishing. So she's she's gonna be the paddler. I'm the I'm I'm gonna fish. Okay, while she paddles. 
And she has, she's got no issues with it. But, but my question, where? Because you don't like the ocean. Well, so um, in a couple of weeks, I'm going out with Casey um, for work. Okay, um, yeah. and Because he's big time fisher. Right. Um, so uh, he's going to kind of show me the ropes um, as to where to go fishing. You know, um, uh, we're going to go out to Mission Bay. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've been out to Mission Bay kayaking. Now I get to fish? Like, okay. So that'll be neat, you know. Um, and then, I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I'm o- I'm open. I, okay. I, I even told Trina I'm open to ocean fishing. Yeah. You know? And then if the funds ever come back, you know, that, I mean, I'd, I'd be willing to pick up an ocean kayak, yeah. you know. Um, off La Jolla Shore, I know a lot of people kayak fish off of there. How do they get out there though? See, that's the hard part. There, it's not not it's not just a matter of me not wanting you know not being able to see things under you know underneath the water. Right. But it's getting through the breakwater. Yeah. Without tipping over. You push the nose and just something. <laughs> but sometimes, because uh, right there at La Jolla Shores, because that's where I've kayaked and done things before. Uh, you, if you catch it right, you the break you can get through the surf sure. relatively right. easy. If you if you catch it right, yeah. So right now I'm still fairly new to this. That uh. I'd rather you know come out of a launching point. Yeah. Right. And like then, from a dock or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's to do on Mission Bay uh, over there across from like SeaWorld or right before the bridge that goes over to Mission Bay. Yeah. There's some launching points right there, and there's yeah. actually a couple of. St- Kayak places that you can get kayaks and rent Correct. right from the dock. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And is that where you've put in before when mm-hmm. you went out there? It was like right over there? Yeah. Correct. Near the SeaWorld area? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, so I overheard you uh, talking about fishing. So, y'all are actually making a plan to, to sink some hooks? Yeah, we are. Get some right. hooks wet? Right. Yeah. But again, each time, every time this happens, it's just another day that I don't go ride my bike. Yeah. That's why the bike camping trips are so important because those are the ones that, you know, are it, getting me out there. Yeah, and, and it's sustained and we have no choice but to finish the route and yeah. get back, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah. But I like it that way. I mean, so there's something to be said like <clears throat> I I mean, obviously I think we understand I'm not training anymore, right? I'm not riding to train. I'm not Yeah, that whatever. I'm, so I'm, I'm doing activities, right? Um, I'm going fishing, I'm going riding, I'm going hunting, I'm going kayaking. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, um, hopefully as a result of doing these things, I'm getting in shape other than fishing. Um, but I, I'm just, I like the activities. Yeah, I do too. And it's, like I said, I kind of, it, it's fun. And I, and, you know, we have the thing in the summer, you know, I, I did it with Tim one year and then I did, I actually did it with Tim two years and that's our 21 day challenge of the Tour de France. I'd kind of like to ride that again this year, you know, for no other reason, just to like do another 21 days in the saddle. Cause it about day 16, you're like, man, th- 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 those guys are tough, <laughs> you know? So I just, I don't, I know I'm not chasing Strava segments on the road bike anymore. I just, I just want to ride just to keep legs for our activities and our adventure, you know, and yeah. the, and the mountain biking is still fun, you know, um, just, I guess because the crew I ride with it's, you know, we just get out there and have a good time, yeah. you know, not really, 
you don't want to hit a jump, you don't hit a jump, you know? Or if we hit a jump and we get three feet off the ground, we're like, woohoo, we sent it, we sent it, we sent it. <laughs> you know, so. Okay, all right. But it's fun, good times. Well, so. hey, um, so I've been wanting to ask you, um, you, you still liking your shoes, the ones that you got for Joshua Tree? Dude. I, I I think I said it in in the episode we talked about it. That two probably to date of everything that I've bought might be one of my favorite purchases. Well, which ones did you get again? I got the uh, Bontrager SSR Multisport. So that yeah, so they're literally like the lace up with a little Velcro over the top. New newbie novice beginner shoes shoes yeah, and really. They don't even have to be newbie, novice, beginner shoes. They're a multifunctional shoe. Yeah, and that's and cool and they have a, have a cleat that's somewhat recessed because of the the slight tread on the shoe. Right. Which, when we did the beach trip, I had to bring an extra pair of shoes because the, I was wearing the Cambions. Uh, those are the your the legit mountain bike shoes. My mountain bike shoes. And it's like, that's what I wear. And then my other pair is a pair of CD dragons. So what's that? A mountain bike shoe is okay. just, you know, the CD brand. They're, again, a legit can't walk in them. You make the sound when you're, you know, Got it. because the, the stiffness level on the soles, like a 14 Velcro boa strips straps and your, your foot's just, you're connected to the bike and there's no flex, which is great for like, hitting the trails and riding and doing this stuff on a mountain bike. But on the touring thing I found when we stopped, it was really hard to like walk around because the shoes zero flexed. Yeah. You're walking on your heel and I feel like, Hey, okay, I'm wearing out the shoe that unnecessarily because it's not really designed to be like walking around the restaurant or the, the little strip area where we stopped to get some Gatorade and a snack sure. and chill for an hour. Or we want to walk and, you know, oh, look at this little stream and walk down there and explore. Not really advantageous for that. So leading up to the Joshua Tree trip, I contemplated and thought and thought and thought that footwear is going to be at a premium or having a secondary footwear. Oh, right. With your with the space that you have. With the space. <clears throat> so I wanted a shoe that would allow me that if we stopped because I knew we would be stopping, exploring, and doing different things at Josh Street, going to allow me to walk around or walk on a trail or do something and not, you know, get shin splints or, you know, walk all kinds of funny. So this shoe had just enough flex and just comfortable enough because it's a lace-up you shoe. You actually went through that whole thought process and you arrived at the SSR multi-sport yeah. shoe? Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. So, uh, and... A, it eliminated the need for a camp shoe right. because we knew, I knew we were going, it was going to be cold, right? So my secondary shoe or my thing that I brought and we, every, uh, we've talked about my, I take the fleece socks. I took the Crocs when we went to the beach. Right. So that worked out. But this, for the Joshua Tree trip, I took a pair of down booties. You can't hike or do anything in those because you're walking on a feather pillow. So anytime your foot gets at an angle, you're sliding out of it. It's yeah. literally just for walking around camp. Mm. So I wanted a shoe that I could wear as well as ride a bike. Yeah. So that brought me to that. And 
it it's it was like to me of a lot of the things that I've experimented with on this whole adventure biking, the footwear, that footwear has been one of the biggest revelations or biggest things for me. Again, accounting to all the other things I said was the biggest and the best. Right. You know, <coughs> excuse me. But I really like what that shoe allowed me to do. We got to camp. You could, you know, set up. Yeah. And what I what I still did, and my, my whole philosophy didn't change. I changed socks, but I was still able to put those shoes on. Yeah. And I was, we were able to walk around camp. I was able to. Did you feel you had to sacrifice anything by having these recreational $90 shoes? No. I didn't. I, I made all the climbs. Heck, it's the shoes I wore when I did the firewood climb. Yeah. You know, so. That you're I was still connected to the bike, which I think is important. And, you know, again, uh, cre- not cre- uh, uh, looking at photos, looking at blogs, reading blogs, and you see people traveling the world. And it seemed like a lot of people ride in sandals. And, you know, t- and, and I'm like, that would be huge. But that wasn't an option for this trip, you know. And, I, and JT has mentioned or said that uh, Shimano. Yeah does make a clip-in sandal. A clip-in sandal. So if we if we do another beach trip or if we do anything in the summer, that might be the next thing I look at is that clip-in sandal. But I don't even need it because I like that shoe that right. I have. Totally. You totally. know, yeah. and and what it allowed yeah. me to do. Yeah. It was right. You know, it's like when we went to the Ranger program, we had a walk, right? It was a 10-minute walk. Yeah. 15 minute, whatever it is yeah. in the dark undulating terrain. That's the shoes I wore. That's what I wore. You know, so it's, it, allowed, it was like a camp shoe. Then when you got up the next morning, you put them on and you rode your bike. No, I was, I'm sold. And I told Sherry, told her the same thing I'm telling you now. She goes, oh, that's good to know when people come in and if they're looking for a super non-aggressive shoe, you know, to sort of learn clipping in or be, be able to do touring or walking around. Yeah. That shoe's solid. Yeah. And you don't even have to clip in. It's got the little spacers that you can plug the bottom yeah. and you can ride them on flat. So if you don't want to clip in yeah. and you're just doing the beach, you know, kind of totally. yeah. touring yeah. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same shoes for Trina. Right. And, yeah. Um, and she doesn't clip in. So I have the plugs in. Right. You know, um, in fact, I both Holly and Trina have those shoes. I have the shoes, but mine have the cleats. You yeah. Know, so I can clip in. Yeah. Um, but man, no, I totally agree with you. I, I, you know, it didn't dawn on me that you had never tried out like kind of that multi-sport recreational shoe, you know, because I remember you had the mountain bike shoes at the beach, you know, we were drying those off. Um, I wore the mountain bike shoes too, Yeah. you know, cause I just, I I was like, again, my mind just wanting to be more efficient or something, you know? So I went with that, but um really most times when i've gone um on the checkpoint you know um i i've been wearing you know the recreational shoes so just only just recently i converted back to the road uh road pedals Uh um you know wearing the road shoes again well and it's funny because uh like my road bike shoes are the triple x you know like very just hardcore shoe mm-hmm. right and that you know 60 70 miles there's parts of your feet that go numb go tired i'm always adjusting the boa strap you know are you really yeah oh you know i know a guy 
Who knows how to fit? Fit shoes. Okay. Well, you 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 told me that I'm I'm well, A, my feet are two different sizes because when I did the fitting yeah. with you, you let me know that. Uh-huh. So I do have problems with one foot. I will tell you, however, that with that lace-up tennis shoe style mechanism, oh. I had zero. Well, there's so much cushion in it, too. Is that what it yeah. is? Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's all of the above, right? All right. It's the lace-up, the, but there's more cushion in it. There's It's more forgiving. Yeah. Um, totally forgiving because it's like if you crank your toes like if you're <laughs> stretching your toes you can actually feel the arch of your foot stretch a little bit so there's a little give in the shoe yeah. but not blister inducing mm-hmm. it's like it's like oh that feels like a shoe supposed to feel totally. and it's like on on the cambian are the uh the triple x the the road bike shoes it's like you know two bow two boa straps or three boa straps and you st- i still develop hot spots it's like i have to manipulate Especially in the summer, I, I reach down and adjust. Got it. I adjust a lot on, especially on the road bike. On the mountain bikes, not so much because I don't really wear them as tight or I don't cinch the boa down as, mm-hmm. as tight as I do on the road shoe. But the road shoe, um, just because it, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. feels like it no, needs I mean, to be cinched. All my shoes, uh, all my cycling shoes, I, you know, I have, I have my, uh, my insoles, my arch support insoles. Right. You know, um, and I don't even have high, high arches. Um, but it's just, it's like, it's just, it provides structure, you know, to my feet. To that part of your foot, right? Dude, it's like wonderful, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, literally have them in the recreational shoes. Yeah. Well, I noticed you're, you're a big advocate of, of your insoles. Yep. Yeah. And you've got them. And I know you, you've mentioned before when we've talked and riding, you've got them in like you just said, in all your cycling shoes, yeah. It, do, does it? Is it a mental thing, or do you actually? Feel... No, it's not a mental thing. Well, no, You're I mean, crazy. So, no, I mean, some people do things. Well, I don't know if it does any good. I just oh. in my head it does some good, yeah. so I'm going to do it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So, right. do you actually feel the support in the arch? You feel the support in the arch, and your foot's not as tired yeah, at the yeah. end of a ride. I mean, so, um, uh, at work, you know, I, <laughs> I have know. A... <laughs> I know it's not in your head, but you at, come. <laughs> at work, I have a tool, and it's called a naviculometer, uh, and it uh, uh, measures your uh, your arch. Uh-huh. And I'm able to see um, how much your arch uh, uh, compresses. Like that's when collapses. That's right? where you did where there's no where you're sitting down and you measure your arch, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you stand up and, <clears throat> and you, you measure, measure your arch, arch yeah, and uh-huh. see how much your foot. Yeah, how much it collapses. Okay. Right. Um, and then, so the idea there is to reduce the collapse and to give yourself, to give yourself arch support. Right. Yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, I mean, just everyone needs a little bit of arch support. So if your foot collapses and you don't have the arch support, does the... Does that Your directly work in overtime? Does that directly contribute to like foot fatigue and maybe cramping when you like? Because after a good hard ride, I can like crank up my toes and feel the actual arch yeah. of my foot yeah. want to knot up and cramp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it be, think of it as I mean, it's not a muscle, but it, think of it as a muscle that I mean, your well, it is a muscle, but your foot is yeah. is is flexing the right. whole time. You know, every pedal stroke. It's flexing. So you're taking, and that's like yeah. a natural uh, uh, shock. And absor- yeah. 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 So that's the deal. Yeah. Well, we, we, 
one days when we're slow at lunch, I may have to look up my fitting notes and see what my arch does and see about yeah, right and look at look at the shoot look at some arch supports mm -hmm. so what do you do just take out the generic shoot insole that's in there now and just put it that one in correct and yep then it form fits like a running shoe with that arch support and you feel no, it no it doesn't form fit but i mean it's you feel it you feel it yeah yeah i call it like <laughs> uh, i'm i'm pedaling with a massage Okay. Like it is massaging me every time I put my foot down. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, that's to get rid of you know some of your hot spots and just fatigue and things like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. So you're not riding um on platforms then. You're you're clipped in the whole time on all your bikes. On all my bikes. Yeah. Even the mountain bike, right? Yeah, I'm clipped in on the mountain bike, the road bike. The um in the in the adventure bike, it's crazy how many people have transitioned into just platforms, not being clipped in, like oh, so many mountain bikers. And, and it's funny because I talk to a lot of people, you know, like I said, uh, Vinny just started clipping in, um, and I would say of the people, okay, Addison clips in, Jordan clips in, uh, Pat clips in. So the core of the riders at the shop all yeah, clip in. Correct. Right. And uh, I was thinking when I got when I got back into it, got at the shop and got the 29 inch full suspension bike, I was thinking of going platforms just because it seemed that's like what everyone was riding. And and then So what's the source of that? What's going on? Um Well, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Well 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 Pat told me, he goes, Well, that'd be dumb. You already you already clip in. You've clipped in forever. It's and then Jordan goes, even when I downhill raced, it's like your foot's where it's supposed to be. It's one less thing to think about coming into a rock garden. It's one less thing to think about when you're approaching a jump. It's one less thing to think about on a landing. Your feet are where they're supposed to be. And Pat's like, you're already used to it. So why would you change? And I'm like, well, duh. Okay. So that's the reason I went. But then when I talk to mountain bikers or the guys I ride with, 90% of the guys come from a motocross background or have ridden motorcycles, have done things with motorcycles, and they're, they've jumped and ridden and doing. Uh -huh. And he goes, well, I don't clip in on a motorcycle. So that is the mentality of a lot of the guys that I ride with because they come from a motorcycle background and they want to be able that if we're in the air and something goes wrong to ditch the bike and they feel because they've always been able to ditch the bike on a motorcycle, or whatever, without clipping in that it wouldn't be able to ditch the bike if they have to bail in the middle of a jump. And so that sentiment overrides the need to, to pedal efficiently because that's the crazy part, right? Guess what? Every second you're pedaling, you're you're only using half of your stroke, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, you're well, only, by, by not clipping, by in, not clipping in, you're only, only using, using half your stroke. stroke. Yeah, because you're not able to pull. It's you're only doing so a push. The very few times that you even have to entertain needing to eject the bike or putting your foot down, that overrides. The every second of needing to pedal efficiently. That's yeah. the part that throws me off. Right. 
Like, I, I get it. Like, when you're new to it, like, hey, you know what? That's just a lot going on. Yeah. So therefore, you, you're choosing to write inefficiently. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel there's a right and wrong in this or more of like a black and white, you know, that like if you're going to be better, you should clip in. Right. But I'm also going to be open minded here to think that, I mean, there are there ought to be some really major benefits to not being clipped in. Well, I, I guess, I mean, I can't, I can't speak for Vinny, but Vinny has just transitioned to clipping in. Okay. And he's probably right before Christmas, maybe, maybe oh, November. Really? That he started clipping in. Okay. You know, so he, he still, still learning. Yeah. I but, wonder what was stopping him before. Um, just... Again, that kind of same mentality that I've always ridden motorcycles and everything I've ridden is I've just always run flats, you know. But then when you when I was talking to him, and you know talking about efficiency of climbing, and then you know <clears throat> your foot's always where it needs to be, and one less thing to think about. He started thinking about it, and then he started actually seeing how you pedal or what you do, mm-hmm. and you realize that you're only pushing, you're never really pulling yeah. on with a platform pedal. Uh, yeah, and I guess there, there's the little teeth or the little pegs that yeah. hold, will hold the shoe on there. But it's going to just hold a shoe if you've got pressure on it and you're going through a section. Your foot may not slide a little bit, but you're not able to pull up Yeah, when you're like in, in, in the chain ring, you know, a 32 by 52, and you're really having a hammer uphill. You're only getting half efficiency, in my opinion. And I'm not a very good climber, but I'm able to use the full motion and I can, I push and pull at the same time. So mm. I don't, <clears throat> there, I can't get rid of it. Mm. Um, but the, the people who ride, the people I know and the guys I ride with who, who are on flats are adamantly on flats. And there's not really mm. anything you can say. Cause it all goes back to seriously. I, I, I need to be able to ditch. And I, I never, you don't clip in on a motorcycle. But, okay. The so, motorcycle is also an, a, a rever. You got a motor. Right. <laughs> I'm just, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what you, that's what I've run into because I've asked. But like, I mean, when think about road biking, you really don't want to be on platforms road biking. No. I mean, again, people do it because they're new to it. Right. And they're not, you know, not accustomed to it. That's a different story. Or in a guy like tennis shoe Mike's. He just doesn't want to. <laughs> because there is a safety factor to it, too. Yeah. Right? No. You're, you're committed. You're, yeah. You're clipped in. You're in. Right. And the cleats and the clips on a road shoe, they will hold you to the bike. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But in the whole bailing thing are wrecking. And everyone says, well, what happens when you wreck? I'm like, well, every time I've went down or every time I've needed to come out of the off of the pedal, I've had zero effort coming off of the pedal. And the times that I've like lost it in a jump and it, and I needed to bail, I've been able to bail. You know, you still wad up, but I'm not I mean, I'm not connected to the bike. I'm able to get rid of the bike. Really? Yeah. There's been a there was one of my most memorable times 
was um, falling into a ravine. And I was clipped in. And thankfully, the ravine was bushy because I landed on the bushes and I was literally on my back with the bike still up in the air. So you were dead bugging with the bike on <laughs> yeah, top of you. And I couldn't. I, I had the darndest clipping out. I was like, I was all stuck. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny, really. Well, there, there's been there's been a few people that I know that have posted videos of some of their friends who have like tangled up and they're upside down and they're kind of like scorpioned, but the bike's still attached and you literally can't get out of it. Yeah. It's like right. it's fun as it's all said and when it's all said and done. But I don't know. I've been riding the look style pedals or road pedal or clipless pedals even when I was doing adventure racing and we did. You know, I I bought a bike on the way uh, to do a one day, one of those high tech adventure races. Uh, and not only did I buy a bike, but I bought clip, clip, clip in pedals. And, you know, that was I was still in the Marine Corps. So that was a long time ago. And we were racing up near um, Castaic Lake oh, yeah. is where we were racing. And uh you know, it took me a minute. It was a little different feeling than being on a road bike. You know, I I clipped in and went, and the first kind of hill we came to, I didn't downshift, you know, and fell over. But, um, you know, so I've been riding clip, clipped-in pedals for 20 years. So my feet, I don't even have to think about my feet coming right. out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. to me, it's second nature. And, you know, I can, and I thank Pat, you know, for the – well, why would you do that? <laughs> I'm like, well, that makes sense. I have clips. I have clipless pedals at home. I don't even need to buy anything. Right. And all my shoes already have everything in it. So, right. right. So that's, yeah. but it, okay. it, but I clip in and on. Okay. Well, you do too though, right? Yeah. I'm clipped in. Yeah. Yeah. And so. everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I virtually don't not, do not know how to ride on platforms. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I've seen people ride, and I've ridden with people that ride, and we'll go through a section, and your foot bounces off, or you pedal strike, and the, and the pedal comes back up. Those things will tear your shins up, man. I've seen more damage on calves and shins by pedal strikes or a pedal whipping back and hitting you really? with the rat well, you know, with the teeth or the yeah, pegs. Uh -huh. And it's like, oh, no. Well, just walking bikes in the shop. <laughs> I freaking have caught my calves on them. It's like, yeah. okay, there's no way I'm riding with this thing. A bike that's going to bite me? No, I can't. I can't do it. It, it. I've actually been amazed at how popular the platform pedals have been. I know. It's like we out. they outsell the clipless pedals at the shop almost three to one, don't yeah. they? Mm -hmm. it, at least three to one. Yeah. Yeah. No, we sell a lot of platforms. Yeah. And then you can see the people that have had the platforms now they're coming back in. It's like, well, can I get the one that's platform on one side and clipped on the other so I can sort of sort of get an idea? But I I, I clip in. So okay. always for sure. All right, all right. Um let's see. What else? Well, we talked on it briefly and I don't think we've ever explored it hardcore. And that's, well, it didn't so much affect you on our two trips because you're on a drop bar bike. But I believe you're telling me that now your next couple of trips, you might be on the dual sport, which is a flat bar bike. Correct. Okay. 
um, hand positioning on the flat bar bike for adventure biking has been somewhat problematic for me. Okay. So wanted and and one of the things I wanted to explore, and I'm not, I mean, and you've given me, and I know I've talked about it, and I think when Vinny was setting up his bike, he got the ergo grips that kind of give you that palm relief. Sure. So I'm thinking I'm going to go to that, and you've given me bar ends. Yeah. So I'm going to explore and experiment with that. But I'm really intrigued because, again, reading and I'm I'm intrigued with alt bars or the alternative bars. Right. Uh-huh. And JT said he has some for you to try if you want. Oh, did he? I can't. Yeah. Flat bar. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I, he did. And he texted me that. So I want, I'm intrigued by a pair by Surly. Yeah. The Malocos or whatever it's called. Um, it's like a Y name, it seems like. But it's it's not as sweepy as like the, 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 the J. Uh, Jones. The Jones bars. They're, those sweep out at about 25 five or 35 degrees the 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 surly bars sweep out at about 15 but they also have the same thing that jones bars have they have um kind of bullhorns coming up in the middle sure but they have that extra bar yeah. so that if you're doing a a a bar wrap or a bar bag it's sort of pushed out and all your cables are still kind of behind the bag yeah. that sort of intrigues me because my setup the way it goes, and I could maybe do a longer stem. I don't know, but a l- hydraulic brakes and the, and the shifting all sort of seems a compromised, yeah. just a touch. M- maybe not the hydraulic shifting's not compromised, but I know um, as as we got balance here, and I cinched my handlebar bag down. I got to a section where in the middle of the my gearing, oh. it was double clicking oh. to make it go up. And then, so I would double click it to make it go up and then double click it down to be where I needed to be. Okay. So I lost the shift just, but when I rearranged the saddle, I mean, the handlebar bag, I got the shifting back. So that got me, made, that also got me thinking about checking out alternative bars just to sort of help with uh, losing efficiency in the shifting. It, but have you ex- explored or experienced or researched anything on alternative bars at all or no? Um, not, not in depth at all. Yeah. Well, your bars are flared anyway, aren't you? Don't you have the drop bars that are slightly flared and a little wider? Yeah, on on the checkpoint, I have my flared road bars. Okay. Um, but I mean, there's been a reason why I haven't put on a, uh, a a front burrito bag, you know, um, uh, on my bars because I don't want my cables to get compressed. Right. So just again, just recently, or rather, like not recently, but for Christmas, I bought myself the the salsa, um, uh, cradle, uh, burrito bag cradle. So it extends out, but and it yeah, gives me the gives me the clearance for the for the. And the extensions are hard extension, right? They actually mount or they, bolt yeah, onto the handlebars, kind of aluminum. And it pushes out that little U shape thing, to, so yeah. everything sort of logs in it's behind. A cradle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I saw the, I saw the pictures. I haven't. I don't know if you, you got it set up now, right? I got it set up now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said that uh, your next couple of trips you might be doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna retire the checkpoint for a little while. Okay. Uh, to to bike camping, um, and then I I re I reconverted that back to road. 
All right. Road setup. Um, so, um, yeah, the dual sport will be what's going to be on the next excursions. And and how are you setting it up? You're staying flat bars on it, but you have flat bar- bars with the bar ends. You have bar ends already on it. Yeah, yeah. No ergo grips, but just the bar ends. The bar ends is really what's been key. Really? Yeah. And, and you can... Yeah, because I notice on mine, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally holding on to like, you know, I'm holding uh, fingers hooked under the brake levers, like kind of like holding a mock middle extension, almost like bullhorn in the middle, but holding on to the brake levers just to give your hands some different positions or cupping just the end where you're holding them 90 degrees. So, um, that's the next thing that's going on, on the, the adventure bike is, is, um, the bar ends. And going to give that a go. I don't know if I'm going to go ergo grips or not, because um, that that part doesn't really hurt. It's just more just wrist. It's really hand position. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. And I think that's so, huge. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not going to you know discount ergo grips. I mean, they're pretty neat. Yeah. But no. I mean, I've been okay just with the bar ends. Okay. Yeah. So I think that you've given me a set, and I like them because they're, they're they're. I actually remember. Looking at those and having you know something similar to that before, just to, just enough to where you can hold on the tips or yeah. hold it to the side or hold on to the uh, yeah. the regular um, handlebars. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know the the bike's in the stand, it's cleaned up, it's done, but uh, the old girl needs a little work. Um, so the thing that I kept, you know, I I seem to be the one. Uh, I had two flats when we did the Joshua Tree trip. I had the one flat when we did the beach trip. So I think the tires that I had just had the little bitty thorns that you don't see. It just enough to like, yeah, it's it's going to hold air for the trip. It, it, okay, I'm not going to lie. Your tires that you're using are tired. Oh, well, no, they're 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 off. Oh, they're off. Yeah. Okay. The new ones are going on. Okay. Because I when I put when I put the old girl in the stand, her front tire was flat again. And it's like man, the oh. f- the front always goes flat. That's when the okay. the beach trip and yeah. twice at Joshua Tree. Yeah. All right. So that tire's gone. Uh, gonna I'm gonna double. Ch- I'm I'm actually probably going to just use duct tape, and do you know the spoke lining, you know the rim strip. Just do duct tape so it doesn't roll around. And then uh, I got some brand new, brand new shoes okay for the girl so all right gonna put those on and there see see how she goes but uh and and another thing that i've been seriously intriguing about is um that bob trailer is just really cool <laughs> <laughs> i think it needs to go on trips even if i don't pack anything on it just if you got somewhere and we need to get something a it's there we want to ride around the campground and, and. Well, how much did it really affect you when you when you know after the beach? It didn't affect me at all. I had, I mean, didn't know it was there, at all. You know, so, I thought it was, and even when I put the firewood in it because I had so much weight on the bike, I didn't really get the wobble that you get like when I did the firewood haul, mm-hmm. how squirrely. The bike was like any micro movement you made on handlebars, the bike would just jimmied because at 60 pounds on the back in the trailer. So nothing was distributed. So um, carrying the empty trailer, I think is, is huge. And if we were somewhere like we're doing another beach trip or we're doing another trip 
and we get to somewhere, it's like, well, there's a store a mile down the road. We can go get some ice or some beer or some, some right. firewood. That's the ability that we would have, you know, and the more research and reading, I think I, I read too much. Um, there's a lot of people that not so much out here, but that Bob trailer is still a big thing. There's, there's, a, there's Instagram and websites dedicated to it. Right. And the other day we were looking and some of the setups, like they showed a picture of a tandem, fully loaded tandem, like front panniers, rear panniers, the whole nine yards, had a Bob trailer. Check this out. Had a Bob trailer hooked to the Bob trailer. No. The picture and the caption was uh, a road train. And it literally, like, holy cow. It's like they took the axle that the Bob trailer hooks to and put it in the Bob trailer's rear wheel. Yeah. And they hooked the Bob trailer to a Bob trailer. Dude. On a tandem. That, that thing had to have 300 pounds of gear. Because <laughs> it was crazy. It was insane. But... <coughs> So that's what I, excuse me again. That's I, I remember in the past, you know, even before all this, you know, adventure biking uh, happened, I was looking, uh, I was, I always liked the, uh, the, the, the child trailers, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I remember I, I had stories, you know, with Holly in it and yeah. tipping her over. Um, but I also loved it because I was able to just put so much gear into there when, when we went camping and stuff. Yeah. And just that was my cargo. You know, the only problem is it's, you know, it's three foot wide. Right. You know, so. Which, and if I did nothing with the Bob trailer, but carry a tarp and a camp chair. Yeah. You're not missing much. It's just there. Yeah. It's doesn't, you know. Yeah. Awesome. So, and I've seen how a lot of, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things you can do with it. So it's definitely going to be a continued piece of of the equipment moving forward. So even though everything might be packed on the bike, I'm, I'm <coughs> excuse me, s- still thinking of, of yeah. carrying the trailer. Interesting. Okay. Just, I don't know. All right. You know, if we ever did the I'm Joshua, against it. I mean, if we ever did the Joshua tree thing again, just yeah. the out and back, just putting that 10 liter dromedary in it and taking some of the water weight off of the bike and just having nothing in the back, but water would be great too. <coughs> I got an itch in my throat and I can't get rid of it right now. So, but shoes, huge. Love them. And then my next experiment is going to be the bar ends. Okay. And see how that goes. Yeah, we're going to have to line something else up again. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, it's coming. And uh, so. As we're talking about equipment, I don't want to do it tonight because we're we're closing in on that on the bewitching hour. I want to um, I want to do research on some computers, especially like some of the computers and <coughs> that can give you turn by turn directions, because a lot of the things I'm reading on the Continental Divide Trail, um, they're able to download and 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 maybe you can do it in the Garmin and some other things. It's something I want to explore, but sure. they can give you like you know, turn by turn instructions and you can have it on your, um, on your computer. Yeah. And there's several out there. And I think there's one specific brand and I'll, I'll research and we'll talk about it. But for future dates, I want to, uh, talk about computers and GPS guidance systems and how they come into play more so than just a phone. 
Totally. And then that brings up a whole nother conversation. If you have these uh, GPS and electronic guiding systems and you're on a three or four or five day trip, what are you doing to power it up, to power them or to keep them powered? Yeah. So topics for another day, but radio, anything, any, anything, you know, is a topic for another day. Okay. So, Hey, look right over there. Yeah. You know what that is? That's the weekend. And yes, you can see it from here. So guys, get out, enjoy, and have fun. Jonathan, as always, thanks for joining us, or joining me, and uh, talking about shoes. <laughs> Our footwear. footwear. Our footwear. Always a pleasure. Thanks, buddy. Uh, see ya. Uh, until next time, guys. See ya. See ya.